0: Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Everybody, thanks for joining me for this week's episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. This is Phil Haugen coming to you from our facility in Weatherford, Oklahoma. I am recording this on Friday morning, the day after Thanksgiving. You know that that morning where you get up and you're like, you've been through the through the ringer for eating for a whole day nonstop. I mean it. Every year I do this to myself. I uh, start out snacking before the main meal and then so I'm about half full when the meal starts. Then I eat something of everything and sometimes a little more and then as soon as I start feeling, you know, not quite as bloated, I eat something else and then that just continues for the afternoon <laughs> until finally last night they woke me up in the chair and said hey we need to go to bed <laughs> my wife and I'm like yeah yeah I needed to do that a while ago so I always look forward to the Friday after Thanksgiving to get back rolling but at the same time and and, and I'm sure you'll be listening to this couple weeks after Thanksgiving but i'm so thankful for the people that we got to spend thanksgiving with we had hannah and aaron were here wade and gentry were here bridget's folks were here some friends of ours from south dakota were here gentry's family brother breck and and uh and chad they got to spend some time with us which was just wonderful and uh you know in and then some friends that that live down in the apartments that that spend a lot of holidays with us. It was just a wonderful day, and and you know the thing about Thanksgiving and and being thankful. It's it's so easy. You know, it, it's so easy to be thankful on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving morning at at uh, we have our weekly zoom call a group of us and and it's and it's always on thursday morning early in the morning and we kind of went through down the list and we all kind of talked about things we're thankful for and you know when you're sitting there listening to others talk about it and you're talking about what you're thankful for it was it was really neat because one of the guys on the call you know, he made the comment. You know that every day should be like Thanksgiving, and you know, just being thankful for what we have. Richard Winners is on that call, just an extremely talented horseman and great person. And you know, he made the comment. He said, you know, there's there's people that win millions, if not even a billion dollars in the lottery. And he made the comment that by being born and living in the United States of America, we won, we won the people lottery. We won the, the lottery of the greatest place in the nation, in the world to be born. And he said, you know, how lucky are we? And, you know, such a brutally simple philosophy. But man, how true is that? You know, I I always say that. Where else would you want to be? Just like in our everyday lives, just like with our horsemanship and our horse training, you know, just I always talk about this with training a horse. It's it's really easy to get laser focused on one or two weaknesses and take the eight or ten things that that horse does really well for granted and, and just assume that, they understand we appreciate that. And, you know, I'm not only guilty of that with my horses at times, getting focused on on maybe one or two weaknesses and not, not rewarding them enough for the things they do great. But, you know, it's easy to do that with people as well. It's easy to do that with our country as well. It's easy to do that. in in all phases of our lives where we just get laser focused on, you know, one or two things that aren't perfect. Well, you know what, here's the thing. There's always going to be something that's not perfect. Always. I had a great compliment this week and I'm going to share it. Not, not because it was about me, but because this is something that applied to me when I was trying to compete and, and, I had I had a guy call me this week and we were visiting and and uh, he said that his wife had had a lot of success this summer and he said what he asked her what do you attribute it to and and basically in a nutshell and this isn't word for word she said that listening to one of our podcasts where I had talked about understanding that you got to love the journey and that it's not about all about being res- if, if you're only happy when you achieve your goal you're you're not going to be happy very often you know you got to love the journey you got your philosophy has to be you know I love the preparation it's just like now I love getting up early this morning and getting back to work and getting back to what some people call the grind and and you know there was a time when i called it the grind but it it's just the journey and it, is there going to be challenges today yeah is everything going to be perfect no it's not is that going to be consistent for the rest of time yes the fact that everything is not going to be perfect is that that is going to be a constant right when he told me that about his wife and her success, she said, you know, that's just kind of been my philosophy this year is to not focus on hating, not winning, but focusing on enjoying the preparation to have a winning performance, the preparation to win. And, and like I said, that's not word for word. But in a nutshell, that that's, that's what he was saying. I just when Richard said that on our call yesterday I thought you know that that is that is just something that we don't need to remind ourselves of on Thanksgiving we need to remind ourselves of that every morning you know one of the things I'm going to add to what I'm already doing and and I do a I do a gratitude journal You know, I'm not gonna say every morning, but I'm gonna say 325 days out of the year, I get it done. There are times when for whatever reason, it gets skipped in the morning, but it's not very often. And so, I mean, that is my gratitude journal is my my book of thankfulness, but I'm gonna try to treat every day like Thanksgiving meaning I'm not going to I'm not going to bloat myself on <laughs> turkey and ham and you know everything that we had to eat yesterday my gosh I mean there's enough for all of us and then a NFL football team it seemed like but I'm going to approach that differently being thankful for those things that I take for granted it's the same way with our horsemanship, you know, and I'm going to segue this into talking about a clinic I had in, in Lone Jack, Missouri, a couple of weeks ago, I did the advanced horsemanship part. Jess Morgan did the reined cow horse part of it. And we had a, we had a great group. And, and here again, in this industry, in this industry, you go to about any event that is centered around the horse and you're going to have a great group of people. It doesn't mean they're not going to be frustrated with something. It doesn't mean they're not going to have challenges with their horses and in their lives. And it doesn't mean that at all. I mean, we're all normal people, but you're going to have people that have a work ethic. You're going to have a people that have moral and ethical values. You're going to have people that, that, accept responsibility for taking care of something an animal that needs us to take care of them that they're dependent on our care and and you know it's just you you just get to be around a great group of people and that's how it was up there kelly sitter mccombs is the owner and she's the host her family's the owner of that facility in lone jack missouri and she's the host of the clinic and and she just does a wonderful job hosting she's always organized the facility is immaculate when you get there everything is set up she's so helpful for f- people whether you're getting hookups stalls whatever you're doing she's she's so accommodating so i mean up in that area make sure you check out their their Facebook page, Sitter McCombs Arena, and look at their event schedule. They have an extensive event schedule throughout the year. They're one of the facilities that I go to that is, and I go to a lot of facilities that are really well managed and and I've got great hosts. I mean, the hosts for my clinics, they go above and beyond and they do an awesome job and, uh, we just appreciate them so much, but she, you know, she she just does an awesome job with organization. You know, facility management. You know, hospitality. It's it's just an it's a it's it's one of my. You know, I have a lot of favorite places that I go to, but that is for sure one of my favorite places to go to it was an interesting mix and it was a it was a really fun clinic because we combined the horsemanship and the discipline which i do that a lot at my clinics but a lot of times it's just me and not another not another clinician i don't i don't do a lot of clinics with guest instructors you know jess and i talking before the before we headed up there about the format and how we were going to go through our program. And, and, you know, it was pretty simple to set up because Jess made the comment, well, you know, anything they struggle with on the flag or on the cow is going to go back to fundamental horsemanship principles. So it's going to be real easy to work backwards, meaning, Just like if you put a horse on the flag, if he had a horse on the flag and that horse was struggling with a maneuver, stopping and turning with the flag, it always went back to fundamental horsemanship principles, foundation horsemanship. You know, and here's the thing with your foundation horsemanship. If you wanna be really advanced in your discipline you better be great with foundation horsemanship. And that is something that I remind myself of daily. Daily. Now, you can have a well-trained horse as far as mentally being responsive, mentally being in a good place, mentally being confident. But here's the key with foundation horsemanship. That gives you the ability to put that horse's body in a position to make it to where they're really, really good at their job and it makes their job easier. Just like, just like when we were working on the flag, working on the stop and the turn, and I talked about this, Better Horses TV was there and they did a seg, a little training tip segment and I talked about this on that segment, I mean, just like they're the getting ready to stop and the getting ready to turn. That's the important part. Well, to do that, you have to be great at foundation horsemanship. You have to have a great connection with your horse, meaning that horse understanding that feel, that balance, your timing, understanding when to ask, when to release. Those foundation principles, what it turns out to be, is that those the most basic foundation principles are your stepping stone to being really, really advanced in your horsemanship. And without those, I, I don't think you can be advanced. I, I really don't because you, d- you don't have anything to fall back on and you don't have anything to go back and reinforce so that it helps you in the, you know, I always call it in the heat of the moment, you know, in the middle of a run, in the middle of, of making a run on a steer or a calf or in the barrel racing or on, the cow, on a cow or, you know, going down the fence. You know, so it's, it's those, those simple philosophies of understanding those foundation principles that you can always go back to and say, if I get better back here, it's gonna make me way better when I go back to putting my horse on the flag because I have my horse's body in a position to where it makes their job much easier and it makes them much more efficient. And those are two things that I think for me over time, has become more and more apparent that I need to focus on is always helping my horse to for the preparation of the end result, meaning the preparation of the actual exercise or the maneuver, putting my horse in a position. And and when you put your horse in a position, I'm talking about body position because we've got five parts to that horse's body. And we've got to be able to put that horse's body in a position that for them to complete that task, that maneuver, that exercise, it's not only, it makes it easier. And because it makes it easier for them, they're going to be smoother and more efficient. When you do that, then you're in the catbird seat meeting then then you are you're ahead of the game because when you leave that when you leave that position and you, you complete that exercise or that maneuver and you're in, in good body position before you start, you're also going to end in good body position so you can get ready for the next maneuver, the next exercise, the next stop, the next turn, the next change in direction, whatever it is. Something that I think we really need to think about too, because I talked about this up there at the clinic and at Lone Jack, Missouri. It's it's all about helping your horse get ready and understanding that. Well, the, the preparation just like the, the preparation for a winning performance, not the preparation for winning, the preparation for a winning performance. You know, that, that's what matters. And when we talk about preparation with our horse's body position, I think sometimes what we get away from, we get to just focusing on maybe the head, the neck, maybe the, where the front feet are moving We need to make sure we pay attention to all five body parts because for my horse to be the most efficient they can be, I need all five of those body parts working together all the time, all the time, not just once in a while. It's, you know, it's never about just the head and the neck. I mean... The, the head and the neck can do whatever it wants. But if the shoulders, rib cage and hindquarters aren't working in conjunction with that, you're not going to get the results you're hoping for. You know, it's, and I made that mistake, you know, years ago, I made that mistake. I was so focused on the head and neck and, you know, that sometimes I forgot about, well, you know, doesn't matter where the nose goes, the feet got to follow wherever them feet go. You know wherever that whatever path that nose makes whatever path the nose goes in those feet got to follow right follow that train track you know that those front feet got to follow that train track wherever that nose goes the, the front feet need to go well if the front feet go the shoulders are going well then you've got then you're to the rib cage in the hind quarter well you get in a curve rib cage has got to flex so that the hindquarter can stay in. If the rib cage doesn't flex, always remember this. And this is something again I remind myself of daily. If your rib cage does not flex, the hindquarter's going out. Period. Your hindquarter has no choice but to drift and swing out. I rarely, there is one exercise I do in an event where I need that to happen. And that is when I face a head horse. When I face a head horse, we're pivoting on that horse's front end and disengaging that hindquarters because that is the quickest way to face. Right? So I do, in that exercise, I do use that and I want that hind quarter to disengage and swing out. But in any kind of a stop or turn. I'm not asking for that. If if my horse flexes in that rib cage, then that hind quarter will stay in. Stay to the inside of that turn. But if that hind quarter co- if that rib cage doesn't flex, the hind quarter is going to swing out. and And that is something that we all are guilty of letting happen if we don't help them it's going to naturally happen well when we were working the flag and working those horses on a cow up there you could really see it you could really see when those horses weren't flexed in the ribcage. the cool thing about it everybody up there recognized it and they understood and then they started making those adjustments and then I would see people off while someone else was working their horse they were working on flexing that rib cage and getting that horse softer see you know you're with it without movement in that rib cage it's going to be really hard to have lateral and vertical softness as well and so while we were up there and I was watching and it and it's really and I would encourage everybody to do this. I do it on different drills here, but when you're using your horse in your discipline, always be thinking about as you apply your foundation principles, your horsemanship to your discipline, always be thinking about, okay, how, how can this, segment be better how can this segment be better what could i do away from there to help it be better when i go back to that just like when we would put a horse on that flag or jess would put them on a cow the things while you're while you're applying it to your discipline there the things we need to get better at will show up And you can recognize them. And then by doing that, by doing that, then you can go then you can go apply it. Then you can go apply it. In your preparation and then go back and apply it to your discipline. And I think there's, you know, in all disciplines, there's going to be that back and forth. There's going to be that back and forth. You know, we live, in a, we live in an evolving world. In the performance horse world, we're constantly evolving. And that's with genetics, that's with training, that's with equipment, that's with preparation. You know, in so many phases, we're, we're continuing to evolve and we see it with, you know, we see it with our clinic schedule our clinic schedule just came out and there were some of those clinics that were full before they were even put out. And you see where people are like, yep, there's another piece of the puzzle out there that I can get to be better, to make my life better, to make my horse's job easier. Cause he see there's a twofold benefit When you help your horse, when you communicate with your horse and you provide the leadership with your horse with the foundation principles and you make their job easier, you make your life better. Now, that doesn't mean doing that is going to be easy, but when you make your horse's job easier, you make your life better. And here's what happens. When I, when I help my horse to figure out how to do a job easier and where, where their body is in a position that that their job is easier and they can be more efficient, I just get softer and softer and softer because I don't feel like I have to manipulate them physically. And that's where the payback comes. That's what we're all searching for so be thinking about that as you move forward in your preparation because that's what every day is about is preparation 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 when we left that clinic that night a lot of people stayed and we visited till late till later and then we got left to head home and and it was uh i was just a it was just a great time and it was good people and you could tell there were a lot of people that left they're really encouraged that they were ready for more prep, you know, to apply that preparation in a little different way to help themselves. So um, one last thing, I gotta send a big shout out and a big thank you to my buddy, Craig Johnson. At the end of the clinic, he actually, he said that a year ago, he and I got to spend some time together and, it, and uh, he made the comment that, uh, it really helped him and he gave me a set of buckles that go on my back cinch and my rope and saddle and i'm getting those buckles put on and, and they are it was it was really probably one of the most rewarding moments of my career because i know he was sincere and you know i i consider craig a, a friend for life and i i just got to send a big shout out to him because that was that was one of the neatest moments in my career, as far as, especially on the instruction side. It was just, I just want to know, want him to know how much I appreciate it. And i just, I feel very blessed to have him as a friend. So, hey everybody, I got to wrap it up. So have a great week of training. God bless each and every one of you. And as always, be your best. Hey, thanks for joining us on today's show. To learn more about the training program that inspired the Be Your Best podcast, head over to philhavinhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at PhilHagenHorsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our Training Through Understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get one percent better whether that is in your horsemanship journey your career or your personal life own it and be your best god bless and have a great day of training